welcome to a bonus episode, an unplanned recording of Pondering Purple. Unless you've been hiding under a rock or trapped under a heavy piece of furniture, you're aware that a microscopic organism is wreaking havoc on the world today. But wait, before you hit stop, I want to reassure you this is not a public service announcement about, you know, social distancing and sanitary measures. All important things, mind you, but not the focus of this podcast. As you know, Pondering Purple is all about MKs and TCKs, and you can see the episode notes for definitions of those acronyms. And I am acutely aware today that the campus closures happening in North America and around the world will deeply affect this people group. There's actually a chance they'll be even more deeply impacted by these sudden endings than others are, and I want to outline the reasons for that here, as well as some tips for being supportive in this period of uncertainty. Please note that though I primarily refer to college and university students in this piece, the emotional impact of high school closures on teenagers, particularly for seniors, will be similar in nature and intensity. This is The Emotional Impact of Campus Closures. I was a bit surprised at how viscerally I felt the announcement that colleges around the nation, around the world, would be closing their doors and going virtual for the remainder of the semester. I'm not a student and only tangentially associated with the school down the road from me, yet the news caused a physical reaction in me, one I only really understood once I took the time to ponder how such a sudden, drastic, and yes, wise measure would have impacted me when I was a college student, and particularly a senior just weeks from graduation. Non-seniors, granted, will probably experience some form of what I'm talking about here, It will feel just as real to them, but without the exacerbating context of imminent graduation, and these underclassmen deserve the same attention and sensitivity our seniors do. Some factors motivating the emotional response to a crisis are fairly universal in the minds of those who have suddenly had life as they know it turned upside down. And others will be more specific to missionaries' kids and third culture kids. The first fairly universal factor is upheaval. There are few things in life as predictable as one's college trajectory, from the dreaded freshman 15 to changes in academic majors or finding out last minute that you're two credits short to graduate. It all plays out according to an established timeline. Then comes a virus that upends everything, and predictability, one of the primary stabilizing factors of our lives, suddenly morphs into a whirlwind of shifting unknowns. With the dire warnings saturating media and urgent instructions from school administrators, it feels like more than the proverbial rug being pulled out from under college students. It's the rug being violently shaken, with them still clinging to it, knowing they're going to have to let go. And then there's loss. Overarching the practical concerns of such a cataclysmic change is a deep, sometimes still subconscious, sense of loss. This is particularly acute in seniors who are three-quarters of the way down the final stretch. They've made it through the years leading up to this last semester, this last quarter, the victory lap that would end with a ceremony celebrating their accomplishments. It's in these months, now taken from them, that they were going to crystallize their years of education, the relationships they formed, and the person they became as they learned and developed. 
Those landmark events like senior recitals, final projects, crucial games and matches, pre-grad celebrations and goodbye parties, all undone with an email from the college. It's hard to define the seismic shift of such an unpredictable, abrupt ending. In many cases, as graduation approached, there would have been a subconscious countdown of lasts in the students' minds, a sacred series of endings that would have gently ushered them toward that cap-and-gown day that stamped the end on this phase of their lives. I'll note that, to many of them, college is not just an educational interlude or a four-year parenthesis— it's a universe of experience, relationship, and learning that can never be reproduced. That's how brutal these closures will feel to some young adults, being robbed of an ending that felt crucial to encapsulating years of hard work, of loving, and of becoming. An essential and galvanizing springboard to the still a bit scary new life that lies ahead. It could take a while for destabilized and shocked young adults to fully comprehend and process the enormity of their loss. They'll likely feel it, but they may not be able to put words to it yet, to the emotional impact of amputated time, the abrupt end of treasured relationships that didn't get those closure weeks, the canceled milestones they spent years investing in and anticipating. And MKs might feel these closures even more intensely than others do. I've written and spoken fairly extensively about the frequency of loss in the lives of MKs. We grow up in the constantly shifting world of ministry, where either our family moves every few months or years, or those around us come and go just as frequently. We live with the gnawing awareness that at some point, someone we love will be called elsewhere— run out of finances, or have to leave for myriad other reasons. It's a simmering sense of loss, current or anticipated, that affects broad areas of our lives. Because of this, there's a certain comfort to a four-year college career. We can measure its increments because they're written into the academic calendar. We enter senior year knowing exactly how and when it will end, and we pace ourselves, spreading the memory-making over the months that lead to that walk down the graduation aisle, grateful that this time we see the end coming. And then COVID-19 sweeps across the world and obliterates what feels like everything. And the measured, metronomed process of goodbying gets brutally cut short. We may have experienced it before, this destabilizing, anxiety-saturated frenzy of packing up and getting out fast, with little notice, with no time to really absorb, with no planning possible further than tomorrow or next week. But this time was supposed to be different. This is college. I was supposed to see this ending coming. For seniors, these closures might feel life-shattering and world-upending, even more so for MKs whose lifelong accumulated grief already runs so deep. They were going to go on that camping trip with their roommates to cap off their years together. They were going to give their final performance in front of their peers, professors, and family. They were going to interview for that local job. They were going to walk through each ending as it appeared on their calendar and have their farewell said by the time graduation came around. Not anymore. College students might not even realize how intense their emotions are right now because they haven't had the time to think about anything other than packing up and getting out.
So, what can you do for the MKs you love who are facing this crisis? First, be on the lookout for external expressions of grief. Offer grace, express empathy, and extend love as you see them manifesting. And grief can take contradictory forms, like lethargy, anger, isolation, hyperactivity, lack of motivation, excessive sleep, lashing out, exaggerated emotional responses, absence of emotion, tears, or fixation on numbing activities like social media, video games, shopping, and others. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross said grief needs to be witnessed in order to be healed, and that is entirely applicable to those whose endings have been so shockingly canceled. If you have a good relationship with these young people who have just been robbed of so much, help them to identify the losses and disappointments, the sadness and frustrations they're feeling. And if they're word or list people, help them to write down and talk through their emotions. Give them ample space to process and frequent occasions to speak. Invite self-disclosure, but don't force it. And if you don't have that kind of relationship, enlist those who do, to walk alongside the hurting people you love in this hard season. Perhaps most importantly, pray for them and with them, for comfort, for clarity, for community, for peace, and for the courage to step into this unknown moment of their lives. Courage can be the first victim of upheaval. There's so much more to say. And this is certainly an incomplete overview of how some of our college and high school students might be processing these events. However, I hope it offers a place from which to launch an ongoing conversation with those who have suddenly lost so much. Again, please see the notes for links to related articles. Articles, by the way, that will eventually be episodes of this podcast. As always, I invite you to comment and share and continue this conversation in your circles. And I can't help myself, I need to add this. Wash your hands, keep your distance, and give thanks for a world in which connection and community don't require proximity. As I wrap up this episode today, I pray that those who are hurting will find comfort and that those who love them will understand their big old purple hearts. Thank you for listening.